podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome to the Fatback 4. I am Gav, and with me this week I have got Shawnee, Keith, and Emma. Loads to talk about. We're going to talk about graffiti lineups, first half, second half. We're going to do some ads. We're going to talk about Liverpool six points off the top of the Premier League table, returning players, a little look at Napoli, some charity stuff at the end. So it's going to be a packed hour or hour and 15 minutes. Or when we say that now, it'll be fucking two hours, won't it? Um, Famous last words. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said that, but look, that's the way it goes. Um, Straight into it though, as I always ask every week, how was your weekend, Keith? Yeah, it was grand. The way that was geek, wasn't it? Over Absolutely appalling. Oh, I was muck. <clears throat> My young lad had a football match uh, yesterday morning out in Swords and it was bucketing now. It was freezing cold, awful, awful, awful day. And they're only under nine and a few of them are like, do we have to play in this? I said, yeah, you still have to play in this. They're too mollycoddled these days. But I uh, had that and then a uh, my nephew's uh, christening was on yesterday as well. I'm hanging. I'm still hanging now, you know. So This is becoming a bit of a trend with you. I oh, know. I don't like it, to be honest. I don't like it. But it is what it is, and you just have to, you know, we just have to get on with it. We move. You're hanging again next Sunday. Yeah, you I will. I know, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be all shiny a week, still. A week, it could be wounds now till next week, and yeah. we do it all again, you yeah. know what I mean? The dance is all on again. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're not going to Gar Brooks as well, are you? Yeah, he's going there oh, as well. Wait, what do you I think he was talking it, yeah. about? <laughs> the dance. Oh, just when he, when he said the dance, do you know what? I was over two tickets today and I was thinking. Ah, no, stop yeah, it. you'd have to, just for the dance. I have I to be honest, like I, had a, I had a breakdown when, when this fella, I remember he tried to announce five nights at the Crow Park about five years <laughs> ago. And I was like, would you ever fucking stop? I haven't heard anyone. I don't even hear Gar Brooks on the radio. I don't know anyone. I've never heard. Gar Brooks only exists in his own gaff and in Dublin. I don't think anyone. (laughs) It's not even that. It's not even that, right? When Gar Brooks tried to announce, remember he was on a boat off the coast of Acre waiting for international clearance to do his fight nights that time, right? (laughs) And I was sitting there. I was was online saying to people, like, never heard just mention Gar Brooks. He's never on the fucking radio. I'll tell you what it is. You've just looked at it as a reason to go for a night out and you're willing to lower yourselves to Gar fucking Brooks. And when it got cancelled. When I got cancelled, Shawnee, I wanted everyone, the 400,000 pricks that bought tickets, right? <laughs> I wanted them to have to go down to Dollymount in the middle of winter, right, to collect their refund. Now online stuff, so you need to go down to Dollymount Beach in the freezing fucking cold to get your 80 quid back. That but, was 2018 or something, wasn't it? I was that about was five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was 2017, I think. Yeah, I'd say some fella had a bleed shed load of pink cowboy hats waiting for next They're all over the place. I, I, live, I, live quite close. I live quite close to Croke Park and the shops all around there are all selling the pink cowboy hats with Gar Brooks. There's a big warehouse somewhere. There's a big warehouse somewhere, isn't there? Well, like, yeah, they you know, no down in the shops with the mark are rubbing out the 2017. Tip X and 22 on to it. Changing um, the one and the seven into two twos. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Emma, how was your... easy to be fair. <laughs> we don't need yeah. um, How was your weekend? 
Yeah, it was good. Uh, pretty shitty the weather yesterday. Pro- probably not as bad where I was where compared to where you were, Gav, from speaking to you before. It was really up here it was that kind of real drizzly wet range, not that stuff that soaks you through. Yeah. Um and uh it was just yeah, poxy so it down. The couch yeah. was called for. <laughs> Little lad didn't get out of his pajamas and straight on his PS five all day. And then today I was uh training, football training this morning. I came home, the missus said she was going to IKEA, so happy days. Back up onto the couch again. Oh, so, right, you didn't have uh, to go nice from no, the guy. No. IKEA no. on a poor day, <laughs> weather wise is fucking horrendous. Shani, how was yours? Yeah, it was good. Um a mate of mine is home from Norway. Haven't seen him in six years, so kind of showing him around uh Dublin and we were in the Camden today watching the match. And uh, I don't know whether uh, you probably do you know what I shouldn't tell that story, but I would. <laughs> do you ever see them? But snows I will. <laughs> do, you ever, do, you ever, do you hear these snows jokes? They're like little tobacco pouches things. Right. You oh, see yeah. All the footballers are on it. Yeah, all the footballers are on it. I don't fucking know yeah. how because this fella put one in between his gums and he was like a sheet of bleeding paper. He was. But <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting in the cabin. <laughs> he ended up in the jacket. <laughs> because <laughs> he's actually staying in my man that's I was like you are he says just having a lie down here it'll be grand in the morning see you Tuesday yeah like yeah. no the, the weather was the weather was shite all weekend um, I went out last night and like came out of the pub at half one in the morning and there wasn't a sinner around the place like there was just nobody anywhere no cars no taxis no nothing walked home and like it was like a fucking monsoon and um, and then today was fucking gorgeous out but um I know it was it was an alright it was an alright weekend. Um, let's get into it. Um, before we get into the game itself, though, Keith, there was a lot of Liverpool-related murals um, defaced. We would say by um, Everton fans. Um, allegedly, allegedly, yeah. Some of it was, some of it was just fucking stupid. Some of it was yeah. racist, um, and it just wasn't a good look whatsoever. A lot of Everton fans online are saying it's an absolute disgrace. I've seen a couple of Everton fans online offering their help to clean it up. Um, but, look, this friendly derby thing has gone out the window. It has a long time oh, for me, Keith. Yeah. You know, but I, I, don't, I don't mind it if it's a bit edgy and it's a bit fucking fiery. That's what derbies are meant to be like, you know. But that sort of stuff, Keith, you know, like, you have to draw a line somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of them are Liverpool today. One of them is actually done supporting the, the field banks in the city which both Liverpool and Everton fans and um, will probably know people that needs to use that service and um, yeah, you have to draw a line somewhere Keith like it's fucking ridiculous thankfully the people that created these murals um, have got together fixed and have them fixed them up and stuff like that so that's a good Fair thing play. but overall though Keith it's, it's just fucking ridiculous isn't it it's terrible you know but look it's it's probably just a group of fucking idiots that haven't got a clue do you know what i mean that don't know that don't realize that food banks affect everybody do you know what i mean and it's not just a liverpool thing but look what can you say about this it's it's disgusting and it's disgraceful and i'd like to think it's kids but you know it's probably not <laughs> it's probably grown men because yeah you touched on the friendly derby there that is well and truly dead. I, honestly, I think the Everton-Liverpool rivalry is so toxic now that it's it's possibly the most toxic fan base, in my opinion, that Liverpool come up against, and it's the ones from their own city. You see them talking like, uh, these are the idiots online that you'd see calling Liverpool fans bin dippers, and you're like, 
what's going on here, lads? I saw Everton fans lashing them over for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they're doing. But it's just gone so bad now and toxic that it's it's absolutely horrid. Like, they, all the Hillsborough stuff and then there's, you know, wall push and all this sort of... It's, it's absolutely horrendous. But this is, this is what's become now. And you think back, look, me, we're the same age, Gav... Sean, you're a little bit younger, but uh, like me, Emmett, Gav will remember, you know, the 80s and you're looking at the cup final and all that and, and it's it's families are going together. It's split down the middle. It's half red, half blues. The, the crowd was, was no segregation around. They were all just in together and those days are well and truly gone. It's it's absolutely horrendous, and to see that you know we love the murals obviously because they're Liverpool and and they look great and they're they're brilliant. But for Everton fans to do that, you know, it's it's just petty and it's it's bad bad form by them. But unfortunately, I'm not surprised by it. I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen more often. If I'm being totally honest. Yeah, when I seen it yesterday, like the first thing I was thinking, like fucking hell, um, like. Where does this stop? And I was, and not, you know, not only for never what will, was, Gav. What? Never will. No, I don't never will. And, and I think, like, you need to look, we need to be, <laughs> you need to look at both sides. Some fucking Egypt bought a story about Gores flag into the ground yesterday. Mm, yeah. Like, these assholes aren't representation of Liverpool fans or even football fans, in my opinion. They're not football fans. They're fucking brain dead racist bigots. Yeah. Like Keith said, they're probably grown man. They probably are. And you know what? If they are, fuck me, you need help. It, kids can be taught, like, nobody's fucking taught to hate. And I agree with your friendly Derby shite is out the window. It, that's toxic. You inherit that. These kids growing up 16, 17, they have no reason to believe why fucking everything should hate Liverpool. They're just two teams to share the same city. They haven't competed with us. We haven't stopped them doing that since the time these little fuckers were born. Yeah. So they they inherit this hey from like generations before from all our brothers or uncles or you know and you just the 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 thing is you can never try legislate for these fucking idiots for want of a better term because it's impossible, Gav. You just can't you can like these people are literally too stupid to insult. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So like Again, it just doesn't help. Fucking Egypt's bringing in uh, story book arrest flags. You see uh, United Leeds bringing in Galatasaray flags and stuff like that. These are just the fucking Egypt's, Gav. It's the same yeah. clothes that were throwing bottles at the Liverpool bus going past last week in our trap a couple of weeks ago. It's fuck all got to do with football. Absolutely nothing got to do with football. They're just fucking idiots. Complete clowns. And we shouldn't really, like you said, Gav, those um those murals were commissioned in aid of a charity which helps people all over Liverpool. And I'm sure the people in Liverpool outside of football probably feel it, it's it's fucking so necessary to unite around now because the social situation at Liverpool at the moment is a mess. I know people that live there and they're saying they can't believe what's going on in, on the outskirts of the city in Liverpool. It's frightening. And look, to be honest with you, it's not too dissimilar here in Ireland. Like, mm-hmm. not to get too much into it because we've got football to talk about, and that's what we're really here for. Like, you seen what happened in Tallaght yesterday? Uh, that tragic story coming mm-hmm. out. Like, society doesn't need this, but apparently, society just breeds these fucking idiots, and there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. 
we should definitely not give the money fucking air time. Because luckily enough, in the world, you can have 95% good, the 5% bad will always fucking get a little bit 15 minutes in the fucking sun, which they shouldn't. But if you look today, someone went out and helped the cause. They cleaned up those murals. It won't be the last time. You guarantee it. There's a stat- what's your man's name? Dixie Dean outside of everything. That'll be the face. That'll be the face. There's no doubt about it. Because there'll be some fucking idiot who classes himself as a Liverpool fan who just doesn't have the brain power to, com- to, to compute and do something so fucking stupid. And like I said, you just cannot les- legislate for these fucking agents. They're absolute morons. And and it doesn't, you don't need any sort of IQ to be a fucking football fan. But to be a, a half decent human being, it just goes out the window sometimes. And like, need to drop all these fucking narratives of friendly derby and people's club. There's a shower of shit on both sides. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen Irish fans, like, like xenophobia towards Irish fans around Anfield but, but how many times have I been there tens of tens like, nearly hundreds I'd say many many a times you always meet more good than bad you can't let the fucking idiots outweigh the, the, the bad the good people who come across because like when I seen that on Saturday morning I was more like kind of going Jesus fucking Christ have, have you no idea what's going on in your city like yeah. the, what's going on have you not like have you nothing better to be doing than to be going around doing fucking stupid shit like that the last thing, the last thing the people live up here need right now is division. That's just my opinion. And you're right; it is going to cause, re, you know, retaliation and things like yeah. that. And it's a never-ending cycle, and that—that's the problem. And you're oh. touching on a learned behaviour. It's not, you know, you're not born with that. You're taught into it. But, but the thing is, the both clubs have come out and condemned what happened yesterday. And you know, I think at times the clubs could be a bit more stronger. I think they could come out and say, yeah. "Listen, we condemn this, and we find if if anyone is found." to be, you know, guilty of doing this and, you know, it's you won't get into the ground again. So if that's an Everton fan knows that Everton and Liverpool both say you won't be in either air grounds ever again. And if a Liverpool fan goes into face of something at Goodison Park and is caught for doing so, both clubs should do the same and say, you're not coming in ever again. Simple as that. And it might, it might just change a few people's opinion on it. Emma, anything on it or do you want to move on? I, I, I exactly the same as Sean. It's a it's a learned behaviour. You're not born to hate Liverpool. You're not born to hate Everton. And you say that they should ban them from ground. It's the morons that do this. Probably don't even go to the games. Exactly. Great. Yeah, maybe so. So, uh, and it's not the first time they did it. They did it last season as well on yeah. that one on the club shop. Now where you send in your photographs and it makes mm. up the picture of mm. uh, Daglish and Ronnie Moran and all that. And um, they did it on that last year as well. It's just yeah. I, I can't. I can't put it any better than what Shani yeah. has put it. So yeah. it's the same fucking agents got point scoring over Harvey Elliott's and Fabio Cavallo celebration yeah. midweek. Yeah. yeah, maybe look, but they're two kids. Cavallo's been doing that as long as he's been playing football. Maybe is it? Yeah. Maybe he lacked a little bit of awareness, but to try fucking push that on top of him, you know what I mean? And that's all it is. It's just point scoring, like fucking agents, and yeah. it's bad because I'm sure. The majority of Evertonians are already. They all drive taxis. They all talk a bit of shit. That's just the truth. They, that that normally your exchanges with them are mostly nice, you know. And you just you can't be bogged down by these fucking needs. And again, you're gonna see it all up and down the country. Like Celtic Rangers was yesterday. Like it's just like you said, it's lame behaviours. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Education is the is the answer, but even then, it's impossible. 
you can't educate those who do not want to be educated. Yeah. The world is full of division at the moment, be it in politics, sports and everything. You know, when you have people like Donald Trump and Boris Johnson in positions of power, they run with a narrative, you know what I mean? And the, he who talks the most shite, the most controversial shite is, you know, is lauded. And people now take sort of lawlessness on as, as the norm. And I don't know if it's going to stop anytime soon. And I hope it does because, you know, Sean, you touched on there, the... the Rangers Celtic. I was watching Uruguayan football there earlier, um, and that's all mental over there as well. Big derbies will always have a bit of needle about them, but there has to be a line, you know what I mean? And, and unfortunately, I think the line is gone now, and it's it's just a free for all for people to do what you want. Mm, look, it's hopefully it's the last you save it. I, d- I doubt it is, but hopefully it's the last you save it. I'd like the clubs to be strong on it um, on both sides, if either side done anything, but. Look, I wanted to mention it because it was just, it was fucking ridiculous. Look, I seen that when you woke up yesterday, you know, um, before the side derby in it. And the funny thing is, like, it nearly takes over from the game. You know, everyone's going about the side derby and it nearly takes over because people are still talking before, during and after that game. Vast majority of the people are talking about what happened before. Um, nothing to do with anything that goes on on the pitch. So it's one of those. Um, I want to get into the lineup. Um because it surprised a few, it excited a lot. Emma, he he puts Simakas in instead of Robertson. He goes with Carvalho and Elliot beside Fabinho in midfield, and he brings back Darwin Nunes up front instead of Bobby. I think there was a mixture of reaction to that. I think it was quite well. He's really going for it. Was one reaction, and the other one was kind of going, "Oh, we're leaving ourselves a bit open here by being too attacking." But were you excited by it? Um, I was surprised by it. Um, I didn't have any problem with it, um, but I think it's it's probably down to it's, it's, his hand is probably nearly forced because he probably has a plan to rotate the likes of Trent and Robertson, um, and th- for that reason, you don't start Milner in midfield because he has to come on later on at right back to take over from Trent. Um, Bobby would have played three games in a week, which I'm not sure he would have in his legs two in the space of three days. So it was probably out of necessity as much as kind of, like you said, going for the game. Um, but um, I, w- I, n- I didn't actually think that he would ever start Elliot and Carvalho in the same midfield, if I was being honest. But like I said, I think his hand was probably forced with what he has to pick from. Yeah, you're probably right. Because when you see the Milner change for Trent later on, I think it shows it actually showed up as options in midfield. Because I think, I think he was always penciling Milner. For Trent, I'm starting to wonder if Trent's foot is carrying something, um, carrying some sort of not because it's in a derby where you have that much. I thought we were on in the ascendancy, and then he brings Milner on for Trent. I think we lose a little bit, but look, line up Keith. You know, it's an exciting one. Um, Nunez gets the gets the nod, and, and Klopp spoke him talked him up all week, saying he's a lovely fella. He realised what he's done. He won't do it again. I'm slapping him in the back of the head, all this sort of stuff. So it was kind of leaning towards him starting. And you know what? If one thing, he could have really went conservative there yesterday if he wanted to, but he didn't. He went the other way and he said, "Fuck it, let's go for it." Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I understand the excitement of seeing Carvalho and Elliot in the team, but it was always going to in a derby against Everton. It was always going to probably leave Fab a little bit isolated and. Look, he went for it. He, he made an attacking an attacking lineup, 
But I think, as Emmett said there, I don't think he had many options because he was having to think about later in the game and what he could do. Um, and I just think Nunes coming back in, yeah, okay, I could understand it. I was maybe a little bit with the, the talk all week about his mentality is okay, he's going to learn, he's going to learn, he's going to learn. I probably thought, yeah, he will come back in. But I felt he may have come off the bench. Do you know what I mean? I was surprised to see him start more so than the midfield. The midfield, I was surprised that, but I was more surprised that at Darwin starting. I thought he would have just put Bobby to the well again and just said, look, go again and we'll look at look at Napoli and see what we're going to do there. Um, but, you know, he done it. And the Simicast one, look, Robbo has been way off. Do you know what I mean? This season, I've no issues with Simicast starting a game. I think you're getting an awful lot out of Simicast that we're probably not getting out of at the moment. So, no issue with that one. But the, the midfield, I think it's more of a case of Elliot or Carvalho rather than Elliot and Carvalho. And I think that maybe showed a little bit because the boys, they're not naturally central midfield players. And I know we don't play a central two, but, you know, they're both wingers, really wide players. So their natural inclination is to go even five yards either side, and that's just leaving gape and chasms. Then and Everton's Everton start midfield was what Onana, uh, Davies, 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 and who else? Wobi. Oh yeah, do you know what I mean? And there, you know, Wobi gets a lot of stick, right? But he's actually a good player. He's, he's physical. He's quick. Yeah, he has. But he, he's a big fella as well. He's very quick. He's physical. Uh, Onan at the same so six foot five, you know what I mean? So I just felt maybe it wasn't the game for that little experiment, but Klopp knows more than I do, so I'm not going to criticise it too much. Johnny, were you excited by it? Because, like, let's be honest, you can argue Simicast or Robertson, you know, it's it's throw, throw two balls in the end, see which one you catch. Um, good points on, on Firmino. It would have been three games in seven days, but to put those two in, they're, they're really exciting prospects. And it shows a lot of trust in them, I suppose, you know. Get in there, play midfield. Because usually we want two to help one. You know, you want the Henderson oh, or Kate or, or Milner or someone in there to help in Elliot or Carvalho. But, you know, we just went and said, fuck it, put the two of them in. Yeah, and uh, like, I, I'm starting to think now he should be he be, should be looking to change the, the setup of the team, to be honest with you. And I thought that's probably what we would have saw that's what I thought he was going to do. I, I honestly thought it was going to be, when I seen the lineup, I was going, oh, fucking hell, look, he's kind of leaving. Because Fabinho struggled. Make no bounds about He has. He's played too much football in the last five years. And it's starting to show, like, it is big time on him. And when I saw the lineup, I'm thinking, all right, he's got, he's got the, he's got uh, Carvalho and he's got Elliot in there. Is he, are we finally going to see like a four-two-three-one here and kind of Elliot and Fabinho in the midfield and letting kind of Cavallo float in the ten? And it wasn't. It was a, it was a four-three-three. And I actually think we start okay, but you could see straight away when when everything was breaking, we we just didn't have the legs in the middle, kind of to combat them. And they were getting that. They were getting that back for handy. I found I found in the first half, and I just think the setup was way off. Like it was fucking mad. There was times in the game I was looking. And Darwin Nunes is out wide left, and I'm going to go. Right, what what's kind of going on here? It just looked like you were spitballing a little bit, and I I'd imagine you could have watched fifty fucking pre-match podcast, build-up podcast on any platform you want, and nobody would have had that lineup um, picked, and even like a suggested lineup or a, a lineup that someone wanted. I just think we saw them and oh, that's that's really attacking. 
and in the end it was kind of to, to our detriment now so I don't know I think with the bodies we have now obviously Arthur in the door and Thiago apparently back training tomorrow I'm looking to see something different from Liverpool I'm fucking tired of this 4-3-3 shite and the approach we've been taking to games lately because it's just not working Um it really isn't and I don't like the way it's been kind of a it's been kind of pushed on players I said at the start of the season I was worried about how Nunes had fit into this Liverpool team and I never it was never a Darwin Nunes issue with me it was a the type of player he is and I already see that were fucking forced now, whipping balls in. And we watched both of the games against Benfica last year. And Benfica certainly didn't do that with him. Yeah. They weren't just fucking aimlessly launching balls in the box. And he's getting the blame, right? So I think it's it's a little bit unfair. Um, the lineup, it is what it is at the moment. Like fucking, the bench looked a lot better, I will say that. The bench, yeah. the bench did look a lot better. And we are getting players around, but just. We haven't got the legs to play the football that we've typically played throughout the years. And I think we might need to change approach a little bit in order to just, even to just fucking see us through to November. This se- the, the season is literally two halves this year and we just need to get through to November. And Klopp has got to find a way with the players he has available now because we're seeing all the shit about Champions League squads. Who's not going to be around? Who's not around? Who knows how long Hendo's out for? He's going to need to change uh, around a little bit. And I think we have the players more suited now to a 4 2 3 1. Whether they've been working, this might be complete fucking fallacy because we've never. <coughs> but I just do think we need to do something different because Fabinho struggled on, on And I actually I felt a bit sorry for him because he was on his own. Mm. He really was. He was on his own. And he didn't get much help from the centre halves either in terms of those being a little bit higher. So, yeah, I think Kev threw up a diagram on Twitter and the setup is wrong. And we just kind of have to look at that, I think. I think, I, I don't know if the, and we get into the first half now, because in fairness, Chris and Kev went through the whole game yesterday, all the chances and different things. I just want you to know, what we do on a Sunday is we give our overall view on first half, second half, and talk about mm-hmm. our topics around the game and stuff. But I don't know if it's a setup. I think... I think yesterday confirmed something in my mind that we're massively missing in Thiago. And I know that sounds like a really fucking obvious thing to say. But when he's on the pitch, do you remember when we used to play and you'd have um, Wijnaldum and he'd be chasing everything down and you'd have the Henderson and he'd chasing everything down and Fabinho there and all. We've we've evolved as a team where Thiago complements Fabinho so well because he controls in front of him. He controls the game. He controls the tempo. He actually controls where, in my opinion, where other teams can attack us from because of the way he plays football. And that means it reduces Fabinho's scope of what he has to do. And when you look at that yesterday, you know, nothing on the two young lads because I think it was planned again where Carvalho might play 45 for Firmino will come on. But when you look at that yesterday, right, you're saying Everton were on the break and we'd no legs, right? I don't think Everton get out if Fabinho, if Thiago's on the pitch. Because I think he picks a better pass. I think he, he stretches them. I think he, they're hesitant. And I, I think even even if teams are breaking on Liverpool and Thiago's in it, he's great at getting his foot in. But if the ball drops to him in transition, he can kill you. Right? And I'm nothing against Carvalho or Elliot or Fabinho, but I don't think he can kill you right now with one pass, like, just, like Thiago called it. And that's, that's for me just what I confirmed yesterday. 
You know, I just can't wait for Thiago to be back or Melo if he's very similar to be in the <clears> team and just just where we can not mind Elliot or Cavalier if they were the tall man, but just it's a different it, it's a different way of controlling the game. Uh, more authority in the game. I think we've lost some authority think, in our game. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree with that. Authority is a big thing. Like, do you know what's fucking? I haven't developed this spoiled brat complex. We're not gonna win every game, but do you know what? We just seem to be getting outworked an awful lot, and it does my fucking head in watching it. It's so frustrating when you just see teams running all over us, and that's happened. Fulham done it to us. Newcastle done it to us. <coughs> And they did to us to to a degree, and just second to everything, like second to everything. And then when we man mopping up second balls, it's all safe because they're afraid to make fucking mistakes. It's Trent Fabinho, the only one who whose distribution is kind of being in the same as Van Dijk is still hitting that pass, trying to get his out. But we normally get torn today. I watched I watched Arsenal United today, and I was thinking, fucking hell, like Fabinho used to do what Eriksen did for us so well, where. The ball will just break off a second ball or anything, a ball, a ball getting knocked down and it's Elvis feet and bang, we're on the attack and it's three on three or four on three. When we're attacking, it, it's Mo's doubled up on. Fucking Diaz is having to come all the way across the box to make sure that any space to, to kind of fashion a chance. We just look bollocksed. We look bollocksed. We look mentally and physically tired, I thought. And it's just... It's hard watching us being fucking outworked. It really is because that was kind of, not to quote, well, to quote Pep Linders, like intensity has been our identity mm. and we just don't look fucking comfortable at all with the output that we're able to put out. And I don't, I don't think it's, bar probably one or two, I don't think it's an application thing. Some of them just look fucking tired. Uh, I touched on Trent last Sunday. I think, to be honest with you, I think I've been... Justified. Me, me, comments for last Sunday were justified because we won against Newcastle, but he was fucking awful. Yeah. And, and yesterday is pr- pretty much the same. And he's fucking dragging his arms along the ground. He's huffing and puffing like fucking dig in and get on with it. And, and he's not the only one, but it really fucking has pissed me off. And this Calvin Ramsey fella couldn't get fit any sooner because he needs time out of him. Honestly. Needs time now with him. Do you see um, a situation where Gomez goes in there if they when they start getting centre back? Gomez is, Gomez has been has been okay. I thought. Yeah, I, I think he's been okay. And look, even if a fucking kills us going forward for a while, I wouldn't mind giving that control to someone yeah. like Elliot to create from that side. To be honest, if it just means that we're a little bit more stable, they just yeah. look they look afraid of making mistakes. And Liverpool's football is all about taking risks, and they're not taking the risks. And what's happening now is. We're not, we're not even looking after the ball well enough because what's happening is we're going down the line and it's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to ping it in there anyway. There's no ball retention. There's no trend going back inside it. I'm just going to aimlessly loop the ball into the fucking box and we'll deal what happens. Hoping that because Nunes is six foot odd, he's going to muscle two centre-halves out of the way and, and fashion a chance. He's never played like that. Not even for Benfica. So I just think it's 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 unfair on Nunes, and I think our fullbacks have been killing us. And don't get me wrong, Robbo's been shy, but I'm not sold on Simicast at all either. To be honest with you, no, you're not. But like, I think Simicast for me looks like the sort of player that would probably you probably need to put him in the team and say you're in for the next six 
I think he grows as he comes into the team. He had a little spell, didn't he, last season when he was in there for maybe four or five Back in a row. Season, wasn't it? Yeah, and he looked, he just got, I think he got better and better as he went because I remember at the end of it, when Robertson was back, people were going, hmm, hold on, Simicast has been really fucking good here. Um, does Robertson come back in the team? And, you know, he's a good player, but like any player, it's hard to come in and go, listen, you're starting on Saturday and then you'll get 20 minutes to here and 20 minutes there and then you're starting. You know, I think, he is the sort of fella that needs probably four or five games. And will he get it? I'm, I'm not too sure. Look, I'm going to put the, the first half, I'm going to put the whole game together. Um, and I just want your, your feelings on it, right? Because as I said, the lads on the show yesterday, we don't want to keep just repeating over chances and different things. But but Keith, it was a good game of football. For a nil all, it was a really, really good game of football. You know, um, David should score for them, I think. Um, Mopo Mo should definitely score for them. Um, it's probably the best chance of the game. Darwin Nunes could have ended up with a fucking brilliant goal. In fairness, Little Arms done had a really good game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Diaz hits the inside of the post. I thought it was in and how it stayed out, I don't know. Salah at the end. The, the disallowed goal is disallowed because he's offside and the fucking bullshit. He took a long know. time, didn't they? He took ah, a long time like, to come up with that yeah, and then showed the lines and it's a blading yeah, punchy boil off. Yeah, but, but overall, Keith, in, you know, taking everything aside and... Go back and watch the, the post-match if you want to go through every chance. But it was a really fucking good game of football. And the first time, in fairness, in ages, and not just in the Merseyside Derby, in ages, I've seen Everton where they went. They look a bit organised here. They look like they know what they're doing. And they look like, even if they went one down, I think they would have just stuck to their guns and kept going. They, they looked a lot better than I've seen them in, in a long, long time. And it's not easy for me to say that because I think <laughs> Lampard's a spoofer. Yeah, he is a con man. And little arms are right. We've had a lot of fun at his expense. He was very good yesterday. He kept Bobby out loads of chances. I thought Bobby was great when he came on. Um, thought Bobby was really good. Uh, and, and he's in a nice run of form. We can't play Bobby all the time. But um, yeah, it was... it. And I think that's the thing Avia touched on. Everton were good. It wasn't just that Liverpool had all the chances. They did have an awful lot of chances. But so did Everton. They walked it well. They got made their opportunities. But I think what's going to kill them is this lack of a, a striker. Do you know what I mean? Now, Neil Mopay, I don't think, is the man. I don't he think walks he's the one. extremely hard. He's a hard walker, yeah. but he's not prolific. And I always felt that was Brighton's problem was, you know, Neil Mopay, they always had to upgrade him. And now I think Everton have him. And he'll do a job for them, fair play. But um, I don't think he'll get the goals. I don't know where they'll get the, you know, the goals from. Gordon has got a couple for them, but I don't think he's Well, they'll have really to look prolific. at Calvert-Lewin coming back as well. Yeah, see, I, I think he's a flash in the pan, this fella. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sold on him, to be totally honest. But in fairness to them, they did look good. I touched on a Wobie earlier. I thought he was very good. Uh, Onana in midfield, I thought was very good. And it, it was it, it, an even game, a nil-all draw. Mersey, if you hear the nil-all Mersey side, they're going like, ah, that had to be a blade stinker. Do you know what I mean? That had to be a... Right yeah, that's what I mean. And and this what did this wasn't this was a, a great game of football and just great to see um you know everything not I suppose if I had been at Anfield he would have been rolling around the ground and killing the game, you know what I mean? But I felt that they, they did have a go at it and um it, it was a good game. Both keepers done very well, but Pickford was Pickford won it for them basically because the amount of saves he made, it was the difference between the two teams. Yeah. I think he does in fairness overall if Pickford isn't on the form he's on yesterday I think Liverpool win the game um, yeah. no they were and it's, it's just a brilliant goalkeeper performance you have to hold your hands up um, you know we did 
Everton play well. I think I think that boy by the fact of the team we the team we name and the fact that our fullbacks haven't looked on it. Even our centre backs at times <coughs> midfield is a bit mismatched. You have a forward coming back in after being out for three. Salah hasn't been on top form. Diaz has probably been our best attacker, bar Bobby, I'd say, in the last game or two. So Everton probably looked at him and you know what? Let's have a right go here. And it it just I will say it again, I think it just turned into a very entertaining game where if you take your red glasses or your blue glasses off, you're sitting there on, on the sofa watching it or in the pub watching it going, this is a fucking good game of football. Yeah, it's probably one of the most enjoyable nil nils you probably ever watch. <coughs> um uh, in terms of everything, look, yeah, they're probably looking at our players and seeing that they weren't on form, but the team themselves aren't in form. So that would have buoyed them straight away. Um, but they look, he, he, as much as Lampard is a spoofer, it doesn't take anybody to look at what the blueprint is to try and beat us at the moment or to score against us at the moment. And that's on the break. Um, uh, corners, we haven't been great. I know we scored two from corners, I think, so far this season, but in. Our set pieces haven't been brilliant, and that's where they—that's where teams are breaking against us. They're getting the ball out of the box and breaking on us. Um, so something needs to be to be done there. Um, Pickford was unbelievable. I'm one of his biggest critics. Uh, not only over his arms, but just as a person, I think he's an absolute muppet as well. Um, but he'll be—he'll have an absolute stinker next week. Every keeper seems, and I'm—I'm I'm, I'm definitely not the only one. Every keeper seems to have a worldy against Liverpool. <laughs> um, and uh, yesterday was Pickford's turn um, but yeah look I think Kev said it there on another day if we finish 3-1 uh, probably nobody would have argued with it um, but uh, yeah no I thought Everton looked decent compared to what they what they have looked um, and they seem to have a bit more legs the midfield like Keith said I think Iwobi did well and your man Onana looks like a bit, a bit of a decent player too um, but yeah look I think it's just that it's come at a time where we're not really playing well. But everybody forgets that a lot of these games have ended in a draw. I think it's been, is it eight out of the last 11 games or something have, at Goodison have ended yeah, in a draw? Yeah, the, the, it's always, there's loads, so, loads of them. So, so like this is not an anomaly that we draw nil all with, with everything. It just happens mm. to happen at a time where we're not playing well. Everybody expects to, to go out and blow them, blow them off the pitch. But more often than not, this game ends a draw anyway, so... Look, it's it's not the worst result in the world. Yeah, a few people mentioned in Pickford saying, um, you know, he doesn't get a, he doesn't get a touch on the end of the Salah one. I, he does get a touch on the Nunes one though, um, which yeah. I think is a fucking yeah. great save. You know, um, I think he gets a touch on the Salah one as well, does he? Now, yeah, right? yeah. one of them. Someone there yeah, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, someone, someone there yeah, says, um, oh, where's it gone? Someone said I've watched the back a, a good few times and he does not get a. a touch on it so I thought he did but it didn't change the direction I don't I think if he doesn't touch it it still hits the post do you know what I mean it was one of them like it, it hits the bottom of his glove and just stays in its uh, stays on the trajectory so mm. it's, it's well. one of those Shani yeah. you know for us all for what we can pick out on, on players that are the systems or you know getting caught on the break from our own corners and stuff like that and that's down to the personnel because you've two really attack minded midfielders there that don't usually hang around as last man or second last man when we have corners so you have to kind of take that with a pinch of salt but overall did you did you think it was a good game of football when you take everything out of it where we can we can criticise and praise and stuff like that but overall as a spectacle um, 
I thought it was quite refreshing to see, not refreshing to see Liverpool so open, but having said that, I, I was a little bit, I suppose, I don't even know what the word is, I was a little bit buoyed myself after going, didn't really play well, probably should have won it. It'll be alright, it'll come together, but overall, Shani, do you enjoy it, or do you hate these fucking games? No, I enjoy it, I did enjoy it, it was a derby, like tackles were flying, I, I'm going to say something here. <laughs> Out of the 20 league games that was this weekend, I thought the referee yesterday was brilliant. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he was really good. Yeah. I did. I, don't, I think it was Taylor, wasn't it? Anthony Taylor. I yeah. think he did a good thing. I think he managed yeah. the game well. He let it flow. It didn't get too well control. Um, the crowd were mad. It was a derby. It was a good game of football. I watched two games yesterday. I watched the Liverpool game and I watched the Milan game. And the Liverpool game was probably better than the Milan game. Five goals in it. Mm. So, you know, like, it was a good, a really good game. Both keepers, like, Alisson save, world-class, world-class from, the, the, to oh, basically win the point. Um, it's ridiculous. Was it, it was a double deflection. Was it yeah, McNeil? he moves his feet, like, he moves his feet ridiculously yeah. well. And, and it's so high when he gets a touch to it. Yeah. It's not Yeah, it was brilliant. It was, I yeah, thought it was, it was. It was a really good game of football. I think it was played in the right spirit. There was good tackles in there. Like, Garvin was annoying me, but that's what he's supposed to do. He's an opposition player playing in a derby. It was a good game of football. And to be honest with you, Gav, I think if you look at this game, the Palace game and the Fulham game, like, you could literally, we got three points from them games. We could have easily got nine. We could have easily got zero. We could have lost all of those games and won all of those games. So it's kind of gone that way for us where, I'm not going to say we're not getting that little bit. Look, I just think we need to be a little bit more clinical. Um, if we're more clinical there yesterday, we put the game away. We had more than enough chances. Mm. And they had their chances as well. Um, I think on the balance and things, a draw was probably a good result. Yeah, it was I th- definitely I- the most, It's the most enjoyable nil all Goodison Davy you're going to get from a Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. For, for, for what both teams put into it, you could walk away and go, yeah, you know what? We probably could have won it. We probably edged it. But you can't kind of deny them a draw at the same time for what they put into it. And no, actually, I, like I you t- said, they were much better. They were. But it's a derby. I'd expect, if they couldn't get up for the derby, that bollocks. Yeah. And, and you know something like, um, you know, we have to take it when, when we're looking at all these issues that we have at the minute and you kind of go, yeah, it was end to end. We could have lost it in the end. We probably could have won it in the end. And it's, it's just one of those. And, and you know what? Um, you take the point, you move on, and, and you see where it takes us. But overall, I, thought, I, I just thought it was a really good game of football. Um, two ads this week to help us. Um, we're going to read these out, and so snuggle in, get cosy. Here we, we go. Got um, match recording yet? No, no, we haven't got match recording yet, and um, we read these out because it helps us bring, it helps us to be able to bring you all this content for free. Um, first one is IP Vanish VPN. Protects your data, protects your passwords, protects you online, and um, available for a really good deal. Um, Twelve months from IP Vanish. Use it on your tablet, your phone, your desktop, your Fire Stick, whatever it might be. Um, look, it protects your identity, all that sort of stuff, location, whatever it means, and it, it makes it harder for people to hack into your accounts and stuff like that. So, rated four point six out of five on Trustpilot. You can get it now for around thirty five dollars for the year. 
ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers and go and check that out the second one is paramount plus paramount plus have uh, the rights to every champions league game this season um i think it's ten dollars a month um somebody was telling me the other day ten dollars a month top quality from anyone we've well from anyone we've heard that has it but they have got every single game of the champions league so all the games extra time everything that's going to go on in the champions league this season can be found on paramount plus the games kick off this weekend or this week sorry the 6th of september tuesday night if i'm right um and look i don't know many games in the champions league this season but if you want to watch every single one streamed uh live you can do so with paramount plus um Keith, yes. we're six points off the top of the league. Yeah. Right. And I think we've been bang average. Um oh. bang average. Um we've we people have waxed lyrical over City, um Arsenal, um United in the last couple of weeks. And we're being bang average or six points off the top. That has to give you some hope, doesn't it? Because I think yeah, it's gonna it be a mad season. It is, it is. And I think, you know, when we get players back, I was delighted to see Jota coming on yesterday because I think Jota gives you a little bit of needle and a little bit of, um, a little bit of snide maybe that Mane used to give us. And I think Jota can, can take on that role that I think we need a bit at the moment to be where we are after the, 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 the start we've had. Right. So we, we battered Bournemouth. Uh, take everything into account for that game and it's you know the wounded beast and all that everything else we've been so so fucking average in even the you know Palace we were okay well you know <laughs> should be winning them games but to be five off City at this point it's like okay let's see where we are in, after 10 games do you know what I mean and let's take them I think if we were see. really good and we are five off City you go we're really good fucking here these are five ahead already but to be yeah. that poor and be only five off them you know yeah. I think I think it's... But we, we both played three of the same teams and we both have the same amount of points from those three games. Mm. Yeah. So Palace, Newcastle and Bournemouth. Yeah. We, yeah. Each, each of us have seven points from those three games. So Yeah. It's it's going to be one of them seasons. We, we said it all along. You know, it's going to be such a disrupted season. It's going to be crammed in now until the World Cup. You don't know what's going to happen during the World Cup. And then it's a race for the end. I think for Liverpool, where we are now, you don't want to be out of it come the second half of the season. And I think if Liverpool can be in touch and distance to City, then I think it's going to be, you know, do you think hopefully if they were offered, we'll see the real Liverpool then. The six points off the top now. Do you think if Liverpool were offered six points off the top when we go for this World Cup break, Keith, they take it? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would. And and if it's not City that are six points ahead of you, they would take it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not even looking at six. I'm looking at five. Do you know what I mean? Because no disrespect to Arsenal, but you saw today that Arsenal were a very good team, it has to be said. They were got very easily when they came up against a counter-attacking fast-break team. Now, we can't speak, you know what I mean? We're getting blamed, turned over by everyone on the break. But... Arsenal will lose points, will drop points. So I'm looking at City, where are City five points ahead? We have to beat them. Do you know what I mean? That That's what we have to look at now. Whereas United have played us and Arsenal, traditional top four teams, and they've won both of them, or top six, whatever we call. They've won both games there. We have to beat those other teams as well. We got, didn't we drill them all last year, did we? 
Oh, we drew. Yeah, we drew a shitload of games, yeah, last year. Yeah, we we beat Arsenal, I'm sure, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't beat City. We didn't beat Chelsea. We didn't beat Spurs. You know, yeah. so we bet six you know. Draws, I remember that six draws. Yeah, on them on so well, we didn't lose and we didn't win them. So I think Liverpool now have to be looking and saying, right, this has been this has been dirt. Do you know what I mean? This start of the season is not what we thought we were going to get. And I think there's a lot of mental fatigue. You know what I mean? Players look tired, but. It looks mentally toward going for those four tournaments last year. I think the the expect not look not using it as an excuse, but I think the amount that was on them, it's like a big what goes up comes down. And I think Van Dijk rode on a lot of adrenaline maybe last year, coming back and getting back up to speed. He's looked a shell of himself, to be honest, this season. Um, and I think a lot of players, we spoke about it before, I'm not looking to dig them out, but we went through all our leaders haven't been doing it yet this season. So I think that'll come good again. And I think when you get a Thiago back and you're getting Jota back and you're getting Matip and Kanate back and you're getting players that can come in and you can use your squad, then I'm hoping we'll see a better form of this Liverpool team. Because if you look at the charity shield against City, we were brilliant that day. It's not that long ago. And that's the level I want to see Liverpool getting back to. So if we can get back there soon, then I think we have a good chance. But like I said, you don't want to be you don't want to be nine points off City going at after the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? That's where you don't want to be. So yeah, I'll take five or six at this stage if they handed it to me now. But I just think Liverpool will get back. What we're seeing now isn't what we've seen over the last few years. And, you know, until it becomes a crisis, I'm not going to see it as a crisis. Yeah. Do you, do you think that with so many players, so well, we had 10 injuries, do you think when there are so many injuries that players kind of nearly have it in the back of their mind to not go full tilt in case they add themselves to a, to, a, to the injury list in, in oh, Van Dijk's yeah. situation? Yeah, no, I don't Canate, or does he have the World Cup in the back of his head? He missed the Euros. Pretty true, I don't yeah. want to miss. I don't want to miss this World Cup. Yeah, no, I, I so, think I think the, the injuries are a knock-on effect on on a lot of different things. Like I think the losses in midfield, right, have have had a big effect on whoever plays centre back and whoever plays fullback. I genuinely believe that because I, I I'll say I've said it so many times. What our midfield does, how many like Thiago was a fantastic footballer, right? But his presence there on that left hand side allows whether it was Mane and Robertson last season or it could be Diaz and Robertson this season to absolutely terrorize teams, right? Because every time it pops out, Thiago's winning headers against fellas that you shouldn't. He's like yeah. he seems to know where the ball's gonna be. He gets it, sprays it to the far hand, far side, and we start playing again. And that affects your fullbacks, but not only that. I don't, I don't know how many games Liverpool have lost when Thiago and Fabinho have played together. I would say it's less than three, right? Okay, and I probably include the Champions League final in that, right? Doesn't he start, right? But but the thing is, then you're looking at the centre-halves. You know, the centre-halves are second-guessing. Fabinho's second-guessing, which means now the centre-halves looking going, well, if he's fucking second-guessing, what are we doing? I think, I think it has a knock-on effect, but, like, Shawnee, and I'll come to you now in a minute as well, Emmett, but Shawnee... Where does Klopp look at this? Because in his own mind, Johnny knows we haven't been good. He's but he's still sitting there going, "It's only fucking no." I know it's only six games gone, but we're only six points off the top, five off C. He's he's constantly going on about players coming back. They're starting to come back now. Does he mm. get them together, Johnny? Does he say, "Look, we haven't been good, but we're nowhere near our things," as some people would like you to think? We players coming back, we can start shifting things around a little bit and trying to get back to what we do really well because we haven't been doing it. 
And see, oh, this is where my outlook is going to be a little bit different, and I am genuinely worried because you can't just flick a switch, Gav. No. It's not like that bad players, that good players playing bad. They're just good players that are really tired, and that's my worry. That's how I feel about it. And it's all well and good time. We're only six points behind, but like you can't, you, we can't just turn around and just fucking <laughs> flicker like a switch and have all that energy again. Obviously, there is mental fatigue, but there's physical as well. And if you keep getting fucking outrun by teams and outworked by teams, the six points becomes eight points, becomes nine points, becomes, and then you're over. So there needs to be rockets or there needs to be some sort of management from Klopp where he changes to set up a little bit to kind of alleviate any sort of just share the responsibility. You can't have Fabinho running around who's on half a tank already as it is on his own in a, in a, in a three-man midfield. He needs help. He needs to do something to support him. He needs to change to set up a little bit. I actually think this Liverpool squad even with the players that we have now fit, is the most mouldable. It's not like years gone by when it was literally had to be the 4 3 3 and the front players. We have a couple of number 10 players now. We have someone like Diaz who is uh, more of an out and out winger than what we've had in years, although he's, he's been a decent outlet for us this year. You have Mo who can who is good enough to do both. And we have a target man now in, in Darwin Nunes where we can change the system. And I think we might need to. We need to give fucking teams something to think about now because they literally know now we can outwalk this Liverpool team and just deal with wherever they have an attack because they know our attacking patterns. And, uh, and I think that's where it's up to Klopp now to kind of chop and change and, and kind of think of a new approach for these games and in, in a way where we're going out in a setup. We go out and play Napoli Tuesday, Wednesday night and Napoli are expecting that and then we're playing with a number 10 all of a sudden. Who's floating up Nunes? causing bleeding havoc and they're going oh well hold on this isn't the script or this isn't how we sell we need to kind of change her up a little bit so much kind of in a way not in a, not in a Brendan Rogers kind of way but just in it in it just a little bit of a tweak that makes teams think again because everyone knows how we play now and I'm not going to say what I found out we're just really fucking tired we're getting outrun and that's just, it's it's just a shame step on Max saying Talking about being outrun. No, no, no. It's completely different. It's completely different. You don't... We we press the fucking life out of teams. That's why we have the ball most of the time. Because we're doing the running to get a fucking back. Simple as that. It, it, it doesn't look like you just pass the ball, the ball does the walk. We press the fuck out of teams. We haven't got that in us this year. It was We were good against... We're good in spits and spats doing it. We just look bollocks. And I think we... The likes of Thiago coming back, Arta could could change it. Who knows how long Hendo's going to be out for? All I can say is, <clears throat> I'd say Klopp is fucking snapping because he would have had in his head, I'm going to rotate this way from now until November. And that's all been taken away from him because of injuries. He mm-hmm. hasn't been able to do it. It's, He's playing it's, midfield. It's, it's been tough for him. It's been tough for us. Um. And we've just been on the wrong end of luck as well at times. So I think he just needs to fucking tweak a little bit because there's enough quality in the squad to get us through. Like, if you just uh, Ian McLaughlin, Shawnee, how are we mentally tired in City and not? Because City won the prize at the end last year. Yeah. 
and that gives you a fucking jolt. And I tell you what else you don't. They're at the point a fucking test tube footballer. I, 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 honestly, I don't he, know. I watched you, him yesterday. I watched him yesterday for probably the first time this season. And he it, has it, no interest in playing football. He's no, literally going in the box and no, saying, put it in there. With no, no, he doesn't Matt. even suit him. He doesn't have no, to no, suit he, him. He, do you know what? Kevin he, De Bruyne is literally banging balls into the back stick. Correct. And the it's thing like, is, if, if anyone watches it, NFL, nobody like passes to him. Nobody like, passes to him. Might, it's like watching NFL. It's like if anyone watches the if anyone watches the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, it's Pat Mahomes just going, fuck it. Tyreek Hill is down there somewhere. The these balls these boys are just City are normally tippy tappy noisy voicey, fucking banging into the six yard box and fucking go go gadget leg is gonna get in the end of it. Yeah, no, I watched it yesterday, and they don't they don't want to pass it to him. They've no interest in the build up of, around them, and they're literally all they're doing now is just saying to, to De Bruyne and Bernardo, "Listen, we're just going to overload on the right hand side here and make sure we get the yeah. ball to him." And, and they're saying the, the same, like, Foden, Foden, and Gundogan doing the same on another side, and just yeah. overloading on either side just to get a chance to put it. They're they're giving themselves the highest chance of. They're trying to make the best quality ball they can. Instead of it being a bit blind or a bit, they're basically saying overload and put me in a position where I have a second to look here, see where he is and put it on him because he doesn't play football. He doesn't press. He does fuck all. He just goes in the box. And that's what they want him to do. We he, played more games than anyone last year, Gav. And look, it's complete. This is okay. Like, this is understandable. It would be worse if it wasn't. It's completely understandable what's happening to Liverpool. People saying transition this, that, and the other. They're just fucking tired. Yeah, no, I think I, I think if I, anything, <laughs> if anything, we we probably preseason should have been a little bit less fucking. City played two games in preseason. Maybe they had the right idea. We just look tired. They look bollocks, and it's like people turning around and saying our best performers have been Elliot Cavalier and Gomez. What have they all got in common? They didn't play sixty fucking games last year. So, you, well, you know, like, it, it's, I, I can see what's going on. That's the thing. I, I understand why we are the way we are. And it's not because we didn't sign a midfielder. It's, they're just tired. This is coming. This has been coming. This is the 2021 season. I think, I think that's, I, I, I agree that they do look tired. But I think, I think on top of that, I think the personnel that we have, um, we're doing a. I think it's a little bit of square peg round hole. I, I a little bit. But Emma, someone mentioned there around XG. Has anyone mentioned XG? Because the chances are still coming. We're not clinical. If you actually, if you look at the chances, the shots we have, shots on target, big chances we have, we're right up there. Um, and a couple of people have mentioned, you know, Salah's form and 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 of course Nunez is going to be talked about how he fits in. I think Diaz has been bright in most games. You know, Bobby has shown in the last couple of games he's been really bright. Carvalho has been, you know, I think it's it's a small margins. And and look, this isn't me trying to gloss over things. I don't think we've been good enough. Don't get me wrong, but when you dig a little bit deeper, is a small margins. Do we need to just find a way of maybe not being as predictable with the Nunes stuff where you're just looking to whip it in the box, trying to get Salah a bit closer to him, which means he's not as wide. And I think Diaz has been actually good. Do you know what I mean? So is a small margins where you go, yeah, like people are saying Salah's been shy for nine months or whatever, but he's it, it's looked a bit different to set up. 
Is it just going to take time? Salah hasn't been scoring, but he, he, had, he got two assists. Wasn't it two assists during the week? Yeah, yeah he's clear, he's given the second assist. <laughs> but he's, he's, still, he's still contributing to the team. Um, you'd much prefer him to be scoring goals. But I, I agree with Shawnee. They do look tired, and it's a vicious circle because what happens is when you're tired, you play tired, you play tired balls, you lose the ball, you're torn, uh, and then you're chasing. And you're running, which then makes you tired. So it, it is a bit of a it is a bit of a vicious circle. We just I just think we need to we need to try and retain the ball a hell of a lot better. So not look, we've played four three three, like Shani said, for a few years now. Um we probably were predictable last year, but we retained the ball an awful lot better than we've been retaining it this year. Mm. Uh like Shani said as well about Trent, Trent's he just his attempts at crosses and balls, and he started to do one of these balls into the centre of the park, like a first time, not even looking. And I don't think one of them has got to the player he's meant to get to. Um, but we just need to try and retain it a little bit better than what we're doing and try and try and stop us getting torn because that's where we're doing our running. That's where we're getting tired. That's why teams are overrunning us is because where we would be running, where would we be going forward and retaining possession the midfield aren't expecting the team to be coming straight back at us as quick as they are this season. Um, and that all comes from lazy, I don't want to say lazy passes, it's tired passes. Um, and and Trent, there, there doesn't seem to be much conviction in Trent's balls into the box, whereas he used to whip them in. Now they're just floated in. And the central defenders are just gobbling them back up. They're playing it into midfield and all of a sudden it's three on two at the back. Um, but in terms of fine margins, yeah, it is. I mean, look at the game yesterday. Nunes crossbar, Diaz inside of the post, Salah inside of the post. So, look, on another day they go in, and mm. I think it's I think it's a case of you do your best, and and you know you might have some, eventually click. You might eventually. yeah you might have some hard decisions to make on certain players at the moment, some really popular players at the moment. Um, you might have some big decisions to make on them, but I think you have to just persevere until you see players coming back, not only because of the players they are, but the more options it gives you and the chance to rest players and the chance mm. to rotate. You know, like, like people, Henderson is, is an awful example because when you say Henderson's name, half of the people go, yeah, and half of the people go, fuck no. So he's actually in a horrendous fucking thing to do, right? But what I'm saying is, in certain games, you could turn around and go, do you know what? Stick Henderson in the six. Fabinho, you're out. Right, or you know, Milner shouldn't be starting games for Liverpool, in my opinion, but and um, big games anyway. But in some games, you turn around and you go, Right, Fabinho's back in, he's fresh. I'm gonna put Milner in there, and he's gonna work hard, and I can give whoever a rest. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those where I understand people's frustrations about refreshing squads and, and stuff like that. We all agree we should have brought in a midfielder in the summer, maybe two. We've done one, we haven't yet seen him, so but we can't keep going on for the next fucking seven, eight months about what we should have done do in the that. summer. You know what I mean? And then when the summer comes around, they'll be saying, I want X and I want Y. But it's not even that. I, I, I get the frustrations, and but we have to just take on a game-by-game game basis as to what we have exactly. now. Do you know what I mean? Or we can go back fucking years and start going about, on about transfers that we didn't do. And But I agree with the people what you're saying with regards to it, but it's probably time to leave and then go, what have we got and what are we going to do? Well, you're going to have people that are going to turn around and say, like even say Bobby yesterday, what was the difference between why wouldn't you play him for the first 45 instead of the second 45? Well, like it's that, like sports science is that kind of 
clever now that like you're talking like an, an extra hour or an hour and a half or two hours rest for a player is mm. massive when it comes to sports science. If that game had been played yesterday at three o'clock or a half five, you probably would have seen Bobby start. It's yeah. like the, it's, it's that fine a, a thing. Like and people don't believe that. that that's that's bollocks. It's only a couple of hours. That can be massive in terms of uh, a player's recovery. And like we played Wednesday, and then you're playing a half twelve match on a Saturday, a derby. Um, do you know what I mean? So like, I, I reckon you see Bobby starting uh, on a, a three o'clock or a half five kickoff. Yesterday, mm. O says, "Gav, we're trying to explain why we're tired, but we know this." This is what I'm yeah. saying. We know why we're fucking tired. We know why we look lethargic. We It'd know why we're not running. We had shite bags like Oxlade Chamberlain and fucking. Well, I want. Well, hold on. I want to answer. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, we th- here we go. That was that was a good. Um, we'd be fucking far better off if we could pick these games to play, lads, to play games of football. Well, come here. I want to ask you. I want to ask you, Shani. I might as well come to you because you, you've deserved. No, he's not injured. No, 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 no. Come here. I want to ask you, right? Um, and it's probably one of the last things we'll talk about before we, we head off, but Oxlade-Chamberlain and Naby Keita have both been left out of the Liverpool Champions League squad. Now, Oxlade-Chamberlain is understandable because I think, was it the end of October, starting November, was originally what he might, he might be back for and there's no point. They're squeezing everything in here before the World Cup starts and I think the 18th of November or something like that, so there's no point. But the Naby Keita one, like... God. We were under, but, but Shani, we were at the understanding, and, and I don't want this to turn into a navigator bashing session because it's not right. But well, it should be. Well, well, yeah, from your, well, well, listen, here, if you want to bash him, that's absolutely fine, right? I'm, well, I'm, I'm more frustrated. I'm more fr- on the internet. I'm gonna bleed and defend them. No, I'm more frustrated. I'm more frustrated at the fact that he's a hundred percent before Old Trafford, the game at Old Trafford, Klopp, yes. or after the game, Klopp says, or he was a hundred percent in the ground, then he just fell down. Um, it's frustrating, right? And now he's not in his Champions League squad on the fucking 4th of September. Yeah. So for two months, we're going to play Champions League football, right? In the next two months, we're going to continue. We're going to get all these uh, games out of the way. It's going to be finished earlier than it usually is, the group stages. And Naby Keita's not in it. Look, the fucking don't. There's nobody can tell me that fella is injured. Absolutely nobody. He's been fucked out. Yeah. And that's not even speculation. What do we see when we beat Newcastle? Don't know, Shani. Inside Anfield. Canate, who's a knee injury, jumping around the fucking bench. Thiago, who's nursing a fucking hamstring injury, jumping around the bench. Darwin Nunes telling people to fuck off, fuck you. Where was Naby Keita? Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere near the squad. Not sitting there with his teammates. He's fully fit. Doesn't start against Palace. Left out against United. Toys out of pram, fucked out. I reckon that's what that happened. The agent started, be, didn't he? I'd absolutely be, I'd be shocked if he's not sold in January. But Klopp, Klopp did come out and say it was a muscle injury. Klopp talks a lot of bollocks, guys. Yeah. Klopp lies. He's not going to say oh, it was. Fuck me, relax. I'm only saying, <laughs> telling you what Klopp said in case you didn't no, see it. He's, he's, <laughs> he's lying his bollocks off. Klopp basically said it in a way. He's, it's bizarre what happened. He felt like. Yeah, listen to what Klopp says when he says about him. There's never conviction yeah, on what Klopp is it. saying. Yeah, there's a bit of yeah, there's a bit in the way he you. speaks. It's, he's not. He's. I just not. listen. Come here, come here, and I tell you. It, it's a very, it's a very valid, it's a very valid theory you have, right? What I'm saying is, is that 
it actually makes it more valid the more I think of it because Klopp doesn't turn around and go, gone. oh, Mussolini. The, the, the Champions League is running on until November. Like, Why didn't they do something what, last week and get rid of him? What, what, but hold on, right? Ox, Ox tears the, the hamstring off the bone in a friendly. All right? Mm. That's apparently what happened to him. That's a bad one. Okay? Fair enough. What the fuck happened to Keita? He was literally trained the day before the United game and then wasn't in the squad. But Klopp couldn't tell you why. And all of a sudden, he's out by three months. What the fuck did he do? Did he yeah. fall down the stairs? All Klopp has said on it is, following the game at Old Trafford, I think it was, he said, Naby, because all through the week, it was uh, Naby had an, uh, um, an illness or whatever, but he's 100% now. And then his next comment was, um, Naby was fine, and all of a sudden, he fell down. That was his words, I think. He fell down. All of a um, sudden, he fell down. Yeah. Who is he? Fucking Mrs. Delfire. I don't what know. He said, he, his words were unbelievable. And then... That was the end of that. And then he was asked about it during the week. And no, and the funny thing was, in some press conferences, he wasn't even being asked about Keita when it was about players returning. Nobody mentioned Keita. And he was asked then at one, one stage and turned around and said, it's a muscle injury. He'll be out for yeah. a bit. And the fucking dog ain't me homework. Will you stop yeah. the lights? He's gone. That's all it is. Mm. And I just, it's I interesting because it, the only thing you could kind of come back with is, is that if something happened before the United game where, say, for instance, he wasn't going to start through his fucking toys out of pram, why didn't he just turn to him and go, listen, find a new club in the next seven days? Because he can get a big sign and bonus if he goes free next year. Yeah, yeah. Or what he could have said was, terminate your contract. We'll terminate your contract. You've eight months left. We'll give you six months pay and you fuck off. And he gets a signing on somewhere else. So anyway. he's like, what, what age is Nabby? 26 he can he can miss a season of football well he fucking he's more or less done that for Liverpool at this but he he can miss a season of football in a while man there'll be clubs looking to pick him up because he has yeah. talent Dean Regan he said he didn't say that he actually said he fell out meaning the squad he fell out of the squad but yeah, the, you know what I mean I didn't I didn't mean he just fell I'm not saying he just fell over I mean that was his words Do Look, you know what I mean listen, just read between the lines everything you see with this team is togetherness. You're seeing them scenes on the bench. You're seeing all the boys off the bench when you get the winner. He's nowhere to be seen. Why the fuck isn't he there? Why would he be excused? He yeah. wouldn't be. We know what the way we know the way club is. He wouldn't he wouldn't be excused. Cav reckons Cav reckons, Cav reckons that Kate is upset at being used as a makeway for getting another player. No injury that's gone bollocks. in January. No, he said he said Cav said Kate is upset at being used as a make-way for, I presume, trying to get another player. No injury, gone in January. Look, Naby Keita's how long at Liverpool. I couldn't tell you what type of midfielder he is. Some fella with a laptop might be able to, but I'm sorry, I don't watch football on laptops, maybe on dodgy streams. That's about it. I don't fucking, I don't look at Excel sheets to tell if a player's good enough. I look back and go, do you remember that game fucking Keita took by the scruff of the neck? Could probably say it two or three times. In his time, have to think about it, wouldn't you? You'd have to think yeah. hard on them. Guys. Thanks for no thanks. Someone says to me, Naby Sturridge, don't ever compare Naby Kate to Daniel Sturridge because when Daniel Sturridge played, you knew exactly what you were getting. The fella was war class, yeah. fucking brilliant. And when he left Liverpool, he left with tapped on the back saying, Thanks, Daniel, but you're done. We should have. This is the club's fault, ultimately. It's the club's fault. They should have fucked him out last year and they should have fucked fucking Chamberlain off for him as well. And now we're stuck with the two of them. Yeah, honestly, and that knock-on effect, I suppose, is is what you're seeing in midfield because I I was I kept going on about it during the transfer window. 
they weren't going to sign midfield at 9 and 10. And the only reason we ended up with Mello is because Henderson gets injured and he has to bring somebody in. Um, if Henderson doesn't get injured, I don't think they sign him. Um, simply numbers-wise, unless, like I said, you're going to just pay off Ox or pay off Naby because they were going to have to eat them contracts for eight months knowing you're not really going to fucking use them. But it's an interesting theory and I'm kind of going to keep a closer eye on A, if Klopp is asked about him because he will be now if he's not in that Champions League squad and we're approaching yeah. these Champions League games, he's going to have to do press conferences. And B, what he says when he's asked. Do you, do know? you not think that the That's a brilliant point, a brilliant point from Zup Dog. Zup Dog's point there is brilliant. Well, Had the same, same issues last issue. year. Remember the videos of my fucking Sal Leipzig going around playing, building people up in the air and trying and throwing your protest yeah. trying to get out. That is not well in the head. Fucking yeah. Egypt. He obviously didn't listen to the club either when he went off to Guinea. He's been, you know, like... Never misses fucking Guinea games, does he? No, he never fuckers always, always. Well, look, I just I just think it's it's mad interesting that, you know, Ox, I can understand that he's not going to be there because you knew straight off. But this one just seems very trivial. And then he's not on a cha- Champions League squad. So basically, they're telling you that Naby Keita won't play for Liverpool before 2023. Christmas. It's it's very, I, mean, I think I think that's why Arta was brought in, not the Henderson injury. I think the Kate situation is what got Arta Maybe, back. Yeah, in. and actually look, Arta is similar. To lot, the yeah, I was going to say that ball yeah. carrying. He's good carrying the ball, and I think that's that's the one that I think we should just Arta be done with him. He look, yeah. he won trophies at Liverpool. He didn't pull up trays. He's let himself down massively. Now, this is all fucking could be completely hypothetical. But I'm following me gut with this one. And I do reckon he's been fucked over. I, I genuinely yeah. do. Okay. And I, I, I like people said, Klopp's not going to come out and go, yeah, he's a whingy fucker. Uh, what dumb with him? He's going to yeah. say that. And I hope, I hope Jornos are rinsing Klopp with Kate the questions because I take it, it'll only take about four or five pre- press conferences for him to be asked about Kate and then he'll be just like, look, listen, don't ask me about him again, which would suggest that there's no fucking, there's no way home. Because he told everyone. I think, everyone, the, I think the, lack the lack of questions is probably that the, the press officer is telling them not to ask about him. Yeah. Yeah, before, before yeah because Antio says here, and he says, the week leading up to United, we didn't get any training videos or photos. Then Klopp tells us that Naby is injured all of a sudden. That smells to yeah. me like a training ground bustle. But look, listen, we're, as I said, this is all just us talking on Sunday night. It could be, something completely fucking different we don't know um, the funny thing is the next game is Napoli away and that's the first night I smell the rat yeah, yeah. so Stretch it if, I, if, if anyone in the anyone in the chat knows what I'm talking about you'll know what I'm talking about that was the first night I smell the rat when Naby yeah. it. and that just so happened to be the first game in the Champions League group stages that year as well so it told me a lot about him that I needed to know. The fellow went off on a stretcher and started on the half twelve on the Saturday. Yeah, I just can't. That, I agree. The more I think about it, actually, Shani, the more I kind of agree with you um, and come down on your side because I just can't see something like the way it's unfolded, the lack of questions about him, and oh, it's a muscle injury. He's not going to play with Liverpool for three months, four months. September, October, November, December. You know, because the World Cup finished on the 18th of September, December. And I think we're all back playing yeah. football, aren't we, on the fucking 28th of December or something like that in the league. So That's he's basically telling you he's yeah. not going to play again this year, which is a bit mental. You know, if it was a genuine injury, you could come out and go, listen, he's very unfortunate. He's torn this muscle. 
he's going to be out for three months, but he hasn't. Just said muscle out. The so. fact the club are so vague, like and ambiguous, and they them. always are vague. In fairness, yeah. they always are they vague. Are. But they just turn around say, like, he's, he's gone. He's not playing in the Champions League. We, yeah. we don't, like, it's not like they're even giving up a spot for him. There was room there. You yeah. know what I mean? There was room there. There's a lot of people asking what happened in the Napoli game. He was literally having a stink and getting ran off all over the place away in Naples. And he went down holding his back, went off on a stretcher and literally started the half 12 Saturday game then. Yeah. So, uh, so we just toiled it in basically. Yeah. Yeah. I got um, lack of minerals. Yeah, well look, we'll um we we'll, I'm sure that's something that will unfold. Um what did I want to get to? Um look, we're gonna leave it there more or less. We want to talk about a couple of a little few things before we go. Of course we do have Napoli during the weekend and for the rest of the week, um winners and losers tomorrow, Monday night. Um Tuesday will be a preview show for Napoli Wednesday will be full time after the Napoli game uh, Thursday will be viewers voice Friday will be Premier League forecast Wolves on Saturday isn't it yeah Saturday 3 o'clock so uh, full time Reds half 5 o'clock or whatever on Saturday it will be back here on Sunday with the Fatback Force so loads of content again throughout the week so if you want to subscribe go ahead like share whatever we don't if you don't we don't give a fuck um, we can I chip in on something before we move on oh, there there's a comment there Sorry. no 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 trust put a comment in there why yeah. is Shani always biased when it comes to English players why does he not talk about what so just revert you back to last week's show about Trent and the start of this he so you're it. talking shy there if you think there's any bias towards like, <coughs> non-English players on this um, channel no, Shani has absolutely hammered Trent last week. Um, yeah. I think, he's just, I think he's just um, spoken about August a few minutes ago as well, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, I know, um, they fucking hell. But look, you've got, a, you've got a few compliments as well, Shani, which are very the Bremen top on. A lot of people seem to like that as well. Um, That's a, an early birthday present, and thanks to the to the gaffers there, Keith and Gav. So, uh, yeah, we sent you something nice. Yeah. Sent me out a um, little uh, retro box. Keith gave me the full run down on the second division. Oh, we, 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 got, we got him a jersey, and Keith gave me I know he may be like paraphrasing the story to everyone telling all my mates that I'm about to get in the second division Argentina jersey, and the fella, the fucking. The team was set up by a fella called Willie Brown from Pear Street. They're <laughs> all like, yeah, grand. <laughs> close enough. Close yeah, enough. close enough. That'll do. Sure, they're not going to look at Um But look, yeah, as I said, loads of con- loads of content this week. So if you want to subscribe, like, listen to it on your podcast apps. If you want, if you're listening on podcast apps, uh, give it a review. That's meant to really help as well. But subscribe and all that, as we said before. If you want to, you do. If you don't, you don't. Well, nothing we can do about it. Um, Bobby's wish to walk. Currently sits around 17,000 off its target. The link is in the description if you want to go and donate. As you know, there's no way for you to give this podcast channel money via YouTube. No way. We, we've closed all down. What we want you to do is if you think you want to give us a fiver or a tenner or whatever it might be um, and you can't, great. Hit the link in the description. Give it to Bobby instead. And when we get to 150K, we will... Um, Start a new campaign for someone else. Um, Pictures during the week of Sienna going to school. Walking into school. Um, absolute top dog down um, down Clonyway, I think she is. Um, absolute legend. So if you go and check out Sienna's steps, um, you will see across our social media walking in to uh, school um, like 10 months after having this surgery, I think it is. And it's just absolutely un- unbelievable. So if you're thinking of giving Bobby's Wish to Walk money, which is the same treatment, um, if you check out Sienna's steps, it'll show you exactly what it can 
do. Um, another, one more thing, though, as well, I just want to throw up on the screen for you, is this um, Keeper Memorial match. Um, LFC Legends versus um, John Bosco, Harvey Norman FC and friends and family down at um, Pat's Ground, isn't it? Um, Richmond Park. Richmond Park in Inchicore next Saturday, the 10th of September. Um, starts off at 11 o'clock in the morning and keeps going right up until all hours of them, all hours of the night. So um, this is for Keith Bourne um, at Memorial Match. Sean, he asked me to throw this up. You have got Ronnie Whelan, Ray Houghton, Michael Thomas, um, Jermaine Pennant, the likes of them playing in this. And it's for a really good cause. So if you're around Dublin, you want to go and see some Liverpool legends, you want to have meet and greets or wherever it might be, go and check it out. Um, and as I said, it starts early in the morning and it goes all the way just, through to all hours of the night. I'll just on, give a bit of backstory to it. Uh, Keith was... Uh, he was one of like he was well known around the community in uh, Drimna. Um anyone who knows like Dublin based football would be familiar enough with John Bosco and Keith was he was a great lad around, he helped out a lot and he sadly passed suddenly before Christmas uh, with an unknown heart issue that he had. And um <clears throat> the this is kind of the Bosco's he was a massive red as well. He actually frequently listened to the podcast, talking about seeing him around, he tried seeing around what through Drimna, but uh, as you know, Gav does a lot here for charity, and this is like kind of you're getting a return on not I'm not going to say an investment, but you you you're getting bang for your buck here. It's a tenner for the game. You head across the way down to Good Council then, and there's like Q and A's, meets and greets. You have a couple of lads there from off the ball. It's going to be prizes handed out on the day. And um, my brother is actually playing in the game for John Bosco. He's going to be in goal that day. So. um if you're around the area, it's only a tenner a ticket. I'm sure it'll be a great day for all involved. Um, you'd have seen a few of your, your heroes, I'd imagine, from back in the day. They were all before my time, except by Jermaine Pennant. But, um, <laughs> I think there's a few more involved. So, look, it, it looks set to be a great day. If you're around, um, I'd highly recommend it. I'll be there myself and then into my party later that night. So, it's on the same day. So, mm. should be a, a bit of crack. Oh, I wish I could. I fucking I've worse knees than Nabi Kaida. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, no, it's a it's a really good cause, and, and great if, you cause. Want, if you want to check it out, you can, um, because you know what, it's a good day out. Bring go off the family, watch watch Liverpool legends playing, and and um, you know what, every little every every tenor they get in the door at Richmond Park helps them, and um, I presume Pats have looked after them. Um, down there yeah. as well so that's that's really good of them as well because the League of Ireland season is still ongoing and stuff like that Pats are probably away this weekend but still letting them use the ground and stuff like that um, is really good of them too um, that's about it um, Emma anything else before we go no I'm just looking forward to Wednesday isn't it Napoli yeah. on Wednesday mm-hmm. um, kind of a break from the league probably what we need <clears throat> and uh Hopefully get the three points. Good stuff, good stuff. Keith, anything else before we go? No, nothing. What nothing music are you listening to this week, Keith? Usually I listen to a bit of music. Uh, who was I listening to today? Um, I just had a mix on today. Yeah. Uh, so I was at a party yesterday, my sister's young for christening, and there was a lot of 80s. So I'm yeah. big into the 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, the song that I'm, I'm big on at the moment is uh, Phil Collins and Philip Bailey, Easy Lover. What a tune. <laughs> okay. Get on it. Okay. Cracker. Go and check it out. Hit up your Spotify yeah. now. They're going to um, be big someday. They're going to be big. These boys are going to make it big. Shani, anything else before we go? 
yeah, I am just shocked we made it through a podcast without talking about shy bad referees after. <laughs> I'm leaving that because um, winners and losers is tomorrow night, and I know yeah. VAR is going to get absolutely yeah. va- volleyed tomorrow night. Yeah, it, like, again, one of the worst weekends oh. officiate. Damn, Gallagher's calling sick already. I hear this <laughs> going on. I'm not even gonna bother. I'd say his head is melting. But the, uh, the fuss about Van Dyke, the fuss about Van Dyke's tackle, right? And it was over. It looks worse in slow motion. You know what I mean? There was no force in it. Everton fans are all online, slow mo, showing the exact moment he hits on his foot, and you're like, you slow and your days down. And it's going to look like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, there was no force in it. He handled it well, Taylor. He was I think a the, bit I of a think, bag. I think the worst one is the Gatino one. I think we see we see players uh, five yards offside, right? Uh, and the West Ham and then the, the, the fella is there. The West Ham one was poor as well. But the Lions want to just stand there with his flag going, no, no, yeah. no. When he's fucking miles up and then he puts the flag up, right? He has the flag up like a light yesterday. Yeah. Right? And then the rest blowing whistles like a light. And the funny thing is, like, just let it go. There's no point in you being there. Just let it go and let it go in the net and we can all check it afterwards. But the problem is... did it is, earlier as well. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, yeah. it's going to get an absolute hammering tomorrow night on Winners and Lewis. I can just tell you that for <laughs> nothing. But look, that has been the fat back for one hour and 24 minutes, which isn't bad for us in fairness. Um, we've got through absolutely loads. Make sure to check out Bobby's Wish to Walk. Make sure to check out that charity game. Um, we have it up on our social media as well. We'll bang it back up. Um, it's definitely a post on our instagram and it's definitely a tweet as well somewhere but um what i'll do is like i'll we'll get it retweeted again and um, just to refresh people's minds and, and look if you can help that out absolutely brilliant loads of content coming this week we hope you enjoy it keep in the comments keep throwing all your opinions at us we agree with loads we agree with we don't agree with some others but we like getting them on screen and talking about them anyway that's it talk to you in a bit over and out sports social podcast network